Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 11, 2019. The title of today's message is Jesus died and he did not stay dead. That's the gospel, right? Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. I'm coming from John chapter 19 and verse 34. I'm going to read that to you from the Message Bible. The, the Bible says, one of the soldiers stabbed Jesus in the side with a spear and blood and water came gushing out. Blood and water came gushing out. All right, so let me tell you what I'm talking about. So for a couple of weeks now, we've been dealing with the road to the resurrection. Now, uh, next week, I'm not sharing messages. I'll be on vacation with my family. But um, this Sunday that's coming up is Palm Sunday. And the following Sunday is Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday morning. So this is the day that we celebrate the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Now, so far in this series, I've dealt with the resurrection. I've dealt with the power of the resurrection, the importance of the resurrection. I've dealt with the fact that Jesus literally was raised from the dead or, or by proof, by evidence, people saw him. Over 500 people saw Jesus post-crucifixion um, day, right? Post-Good Friday. So after Good Friday, over 500 people saw Jesus. I've already dealt with that. But so while some people are like, well, maybe, you know, he wasn't raised from the dead. They have to get past the fact that five over 500 people saw Jesus after Good Friday. So then they go, OK, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So maybe. Maybe Jesus really wasn't dead. Right. So then they try to take that angle. Well, maybe Jesus didn't really die on the cross. And so, yeah, people saw him because he didn't really die. OK, that's what I'm going to deal with on today, right? So um, let's just kind of think about, right? Because I, I, I don't know, I don't know why, but people, when it comes to the Bible, it's like they don't think. Let's just think about what happened. Let's think about the situation. And then we're going to think about the text that I shared with you this morning. So on the day of Jesus's crucifixion, on the day that we call Good Friday, Jesus had already been beaten severely. He had already been flogged 39 times with a cat of nine tails. I dealt with that already. He, he had already been... Um, forced to take his battered and bruised body and carry a cross up Golgotha's hill. And when he got up there, right in front of everybody, in front of hundreds of witnesses, they took railroad-like spikes and drove the spikes through his hands and drove the spikes through his feet and nailed him to a cross. They then um, lifted him up and dropped him down in the, the cross down inside of this hole that was made for the cross in front of everybody, causing, you know, excruciating pain to flow through Jesus's body. And then Jesus hung on the cross in front of witnesses, hundreds of witnesses. He hung on the cross from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So he was there for six hours in front of everybody. And, and people watched as, as he struggled to balance the weight of his body, you know, pulling himself up by his hands, arms, and then maybe balancing on his lower body. And the whole time, those railroad-like spikes are hitting his nerves and his central nervous system is causing pain to shoot all throughout his body. And this is happening in front of hundreds of people once again, and everybody is seeing him along with two other people die right in front of them, right? And then People heard as he had the seven last sayings on the cross. And the sixth one was, it is finished. People heard him say, it is finished. And with that, he gave up the ghost. And so think about it. 
right in front of everybody, all of this happened. And then I'm going to deal with the text that I shared with you this morning. Here's the final evidence. So after all of that, after Jesus died, you got to understand what was about to happen. So now it's 3 p.m. And the Sabbath starts at 6 p.m. This particular day was a day before a special Sabbath, and the Jews could not touch anything dead on the Sabbath. So if they didn't get those bodies down, um, at least Jesus's body, uh, if they didn't get those bodies down, because I just don't know if the other two were Jews or not, but if they didn't get those bodies down by 6 p.m., then they would have to leave the bodies there for 24 hours hanging there. That's very disrespectful. So that meant that they had to get the bodies down right away. They had to get those bodies down. They had to get the bodies prepared. They had to get the bodies in the, in the tomb. And they only had three hours to do it. So they asked Pilate, the Romans did, uh, for authorization to break the legs of the men to ensure that they were dead. And this was a, a common practice if you look at the history of the time. So just to make sure that the men were dead, they would break the men's legs or, or whoever was hanging there. They would break the person's legs to make sure that the person was dead before they actually took them down. But in this case, when they got to Jesus, they didn't break his legs. A Roman soldier came and stabbed Jesus in the side with his spear. And the Bible says that blood and water came gushing out. I'm not a medical professional. My wife is, but I'm not a medical professional. But if you talk to medical professionals, <laughs> if blood and water come gushing out, the combination is not a mixture. I mean, there was blood and there was water. And, and people, you know, that are in this field explain what happens and how that happens with, with a corpse, you know, with a dead person. Um, so this was further evidence that Jesus was clearly dead. Blood and water came gushing out. So let's take a look at the evidence again. Who did this? A Roman soldier came and stabbed Jesus. Now, the Israelites were under the captivity of the Romans at the time. So the Roman soldiers or Rome was in charge. And these soldiers were skilled in battle. And these spears were tapered to, the, uh, to a point so that they could easily penetrate armor, much less the human body. So the soldier must have yielded the sword violently into Jesus' side because not only did blood and water come gushing out, but later in John 20 and 27, Jesus says to Thomas, come here, put your hand in my side. He said, put your, you know, touch my hand and then put your hand inside of my side. Now for you to get a hand, I don't care how small your hands are, for you to get a man's hands, a grown man's hands inside of the wound, it had to be a big wound. And, and even think about it this way, even a man who was completely alive, even a man who had not been through anything, if you take a man that's just fine, me right now, you stab me in the side the way that he was stabbed in the side with this, with this spear, that could kill me, right? That will kill the average person, much less someone who had been through everything that Jesus had been through. And then lastly, I do need to make this point because in Exodus 12 and 46 and Psalms 34 and 20, it had been prophesied that not one of Jesus's bones would have been broken. Not one of the Messiah's bones was going to be broken. So even until the very end, when they broke the, the legs of the, the two people, the one on the left and the one on the right of Jesus, they couldn't break his body. They couldn't break his bones. You know why? Because it was prophesied. So even until the end, God was still God. I mean, like I, God, 
Yes, you're asking, where is God in this situation? He's still sitting on the throne. He is still God. So even until the very end, we see God and the hand of God and the power of God manifested in this crazy ordeal. So what does this mean to you today? I just have four things to share with you on this morning. Listen, the point is Jesus died. He for real died, guys. Four things to share with you on this morning. Open up your heart to receive. Okay, number one is the point I've been making all morning. Jesus died. He was completely dead. His death was no hoax. His blood was surely shed. And that's good news. It's good news for me. It's good news for you. Number two, Jesus rose from the dead. Now that's good. Ooh, glory to God. Jesus, he didn't just die. He didn't stay dead. When I was in, uh, um, I see some people that are watching live, uh, friends of mine from Marlboro Heights Missionary Baptist Church. And uh, when I was there, you know, over 20 years ago, I remember uh, we used to celebrate, you know, uh, at the end of messages sometimes and say, did he die? Did he die? He died. Did he die? Glory to God. Yes, he died. He died for real. He, his death was no hoax. He died, but he didn't stay dead. So that's not how the, the, the songwriter said, that's not how the story ends because three days later he rose again. So he died, but he didn't stay dead. Jesus was com completely dead. But watch this. He also completely rose from the dead on the third day. Number three, Jesus conquered death so that we could do the same. Paul later wrote that he wanted to know God in the power of his resurrection. We can know God in the power of the resurrection. Jesus conquered death. And now death is not an issue for us, but we get to know God not in, in, in his power. The same power that rose Jesus, raised Jesus from the dead. That same power is available to us. And then number four, and finally, resurrection power can change your situation. No matter how dead, look at me for a minute. I don't know what situation you're facing this morning, but no matter how dead it seems, right? No matter how, listen, Abraham believed God. In Romans 4, verses 17 through 21, the apostle Paul talks about Abraham and how Abraham believed God, even though he was about 100 years old, even though his wife was about 90 years old, even though his body from the, from the waist down wasn't working and there was no little blue pill back then. He believed God. The Bible says that he believed that God could give life to the dead, that God could give life to dead situations. Glory to God. He believed that God could raise his cup up and he could still have a baby even though he was 100 years old and his wife was 90 years old. He believed in the resurrection power of God. Look at me for a minute. I'm telling you, I don't care how dead your situation seems. I don't care how dead your marriage seems, how dead your re relationship with someone else seems, how dead your career may seem, your business may seem, your, your physical body. I don't care what sickness is, is, is attacking your body right now. We serve a God who can give life to dead stuff. That's what Abraham did. Abraham believed God. He believed that God could give life to the dead. And I'm telling you that God can give life to the dead. Jesus was totally dead. And, and God the Father gave him total life. And he can give you total life this morning. No matter what you're facing. No matter how bad it looks. No matter how dead it seems. You can rest. We serve a God who will resurrect some stuff. He will resurrect your, your dead dreams, your dead desires. He will, he will say, listen, do you remember that? That thing you gave up on? I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to bring it to pass. Glory to God. That's what God did with Abraham and Sarah. After 24 years, he said, you're still going to have that baby because I gave you the promise and I am faithful. I'm the one who promised it and I am faithful to bring it to pass. So I'm telling you that we serve a God who can resurrect some stuff. And so allow him to resurrect some stuff in your life. Open up your heart to believe in a God who can give life to the dead. Jesus was surely dead, but he surely rose with 
with all power in his hand. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. I know his death was no hoax and no one took his life. The Pharisees, the Sanhedrin council, Pilate, and all of Rome could have come together and none of them had the power to take Jesus's life. Jesus willingly died for me. Jesus died a true and total death. But you, Father, resurrected him to a true and total life. So I flow in that same vein this morning. I speak to every seemingly dead situation in my life. And I declare that your resurrection power flows to me and flows through me. I serve a God who can give life to dead stuff. So I speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing, victory and never defeat. And I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day knowing that resurrection power is available to you. Jesus surely died, but he surely rose. And you serve a God who can give life to dead situations. So open up your heart to the resurrection power of God. And do me a favor. Before you leave the screen, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends. Let's let everyone everywhere know that no matter how bad it looks and no matter how dead it seems, we serve a God who can raise it up. Have a blessed and amazing day. God bless you.